Welcome to PantherCast, the official podcast of TMI Episcopal, where we share stories from our alumni, updates about the school, and help you reconnect and discover what the TMI community is all about. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another PadreCast episode of the TMI PantherCast podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Gish, Director of Community Relations. And joining me today for PadreCast number nine is our head of school, Father Scott Brown. Welcome back, Father Scott. Good morning, Stephanie. Thank you for having me. Well, happy Valentine's Day, almost. <laughs> Thank you. Same to you. We're recording it a couple days early, but the day that this comes out will actually be Valentine's Day, so I feel like I'd be a little remiss if I didn't say happy Valentine's Day. It's days like this that I miss uh, elementary school leadership where you knew that somewhere on your campus there would be Chick-fil-A nuggets because <laughs> there would be a party. And uh, so if any TMI parents want to bring Chick-fil-A nuggets for their children to enjoy on Valentine's Day, this headmaster would gladly uh, help um, eat them. <laughs> I think I went to the wrong elementary school. I never got Chick-fil-A for Valentine's. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's been just shy of a month since you and I last sat down and had our Padre cast, and it's kind of been a whirlwind around here, as it always is, but... Our eighth graders, they just returned from their trip to Washington, D.C. We've had four associate head of school candidates come onto campus and visit with our faculty. And our Corps of Cadets, they just wrapped up another successful military ball and earned the title Honor Unit with distinction during their recent formal inspection. So definitely a lot going on in just a few short weeks. Always, always good stuff, though. I'm really proud of all of our students who... Uh, participated in those events, especially I want to brag for a second on the military, mm -hmm. on our Corps of Cadets, the, the cadre under the leadership of Colonel Bueno, Master Sergeant Gooding, Major Claiborne. They pulled off a spectacular evening at the military ball. Um, wonderful, wonderful evening. Great speaker from General uh, Ramirez from Texas A&M University. Just a great night. And then capping all that off with the next Monday after a long weekend um, going through our inspection annual uh, every three-year inspection and being named an honor unit with distinction for the 20, 25th uh, year. Fifth year in a row. I'm really proud of them. Our battalion commander, uh, Hassan Hassan, the last time we had an inspection was three years ago when his mm -hmm. brother was a battalion commander. And um, this year's battalion commander, Hassan, wants to make sure that Saad, his older brother, knows that our score this year beat his score three <laughs> years ago. So great, great, great um start to this semester and always so proud of our core cadets very much well we've got a lot on the a lot on the horizon so let's go ahead and we'll jump into today's topics and i want to start by talking about an event more of an activity that you did that i've never seen done here before and it was so open and transparent and honestly it was actually just a lot of fun to watch it unfold and to be a part of and that was at the start of this month on February 1st, you led a forum Friday during chapel and you asked our students to send you any question they had on their mind. So very, very open-ended. And tell me more about the inspiration for that forum Friday and why it was so important for you to have this event with our students. If there's one phrase that the faculty and staff love to pick on me for using <laughs> over and over and over again, it's the phrase, in the spirit of transparency. <laughs> I'm a big fan of transparency for a bunch of reasons. I, I want to be a collaborative leader. I want to talk about what um, what we're doing. I want to get feedback from people. And I do believe that um, conversations and transparency is so important to 
building community. I think that the number one stumbling block unto community is false narratives, rumors, misconceptions, half-truths. And so if transparency can help squash some of that, then I am all for it. As you know, Stephanie, I'm a big fan of community. We belong to one another was our theme last year and continues to Mm -hmm. be a theme for us. And you really can't belong to one another if you're not being transparent and vulnerable and honest. And I think any season in a school's life, whether that's this school or any other school, um, spring, winter, fall, I think students and families always will have narratives that they're hearing or rumors that are going around or or stories that are being told. And as I was starting to hear uh, more of those rumors, perceptions, stories, narratives than normal, I thought, you know what? The best way to squash this is to be vulnerable and honest. And so I stood up on Monday and said, hey, student body, any question you ask me, I will do my best to address on Friday. I sent them a Google form to all student body on that Monday. Completely anonymous, right? Completely anonymous, anonymous, 100%. And there's uh, no way around that. I just felt like students needed a chance to ask me anything. And, um, And it was very fascinating how um, how the questions poured in. And you had a big response, right? There was over 180, close to 200 students that submitted questions. That's correct. Now, I'm not 180 questions, almost 200 questions. <laughs> if, if some students ask multiple questions, they certainly could do that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that because it was anonymous. So yeah, close to 200 questions piled in ranging from silly questions like what's your dog's name or what's your flav- favorite flavor ice cream toothpaste which, i think uh, you got asked what toothpaste yeah you some use. of those type of questions <laughs> really fun mm-hmm. lighthearted questions um two really deep questions and i was very impressed with our students and the level of um, depth that they went to what was really on their mind what was really on their heart what they really wanted to know and and i did my best to take those questions and especially the ones that were a little heavier and put them into common themed buckets, if you will, and try to address them rather than answer 180 individual <laughs> questions. Let's put them into themes. And so I did my best to try to do that. What were some of the big themes that came out of that? What were some of the topics that you discussed with the students and, and answered? Sure. So there was questions like, um, what does our tuition go to? Why do we raise funds for fundraising? Why do we have fundraising efforts if our tuition is so high? Uh, what a great question, um, and I was able to speak to that, and the reality is that uh, tuition covers about 87 to 88% of our total expenses. It's things like the TMI fund and Stars Over TMI that allow us to do great things like robotics, professional development, financial aid, those great programs that we all know and love here at TMI. Um, I was able to talk very transparent with our students about expenses and budgets. Um, They ask questions about how budgets get made and why does one program or sports team get more money than another program or sports team. And I was able to explain to them how our business office under the leadership of Matt Duke, our CFO, COO, Matt sits down with every single leader of every single group and talks to them about their financial needs. So already for the 1920 school year, Matt has visited with every department chair, every club leader, every sports program, and asked them what their needs are. So if uh, if one sports team gets more money than the other sports team, it's not because we like one sports team more, it's because that's what that team asks for or needs to accomplish their program. And so able to just explain to our student body how the budgeting process works, how it is transparent and collaborative, how there is no 
Um, you know, I'm not sitting in a room with Mr. Duke deciding who we like the best. We actually bring everybody into the conversation and try to create a budget that makes sense and accomplishes our mission while being good stewards of those resources and making sure that tuition doesn't um, continue to go up at a rate that our families can't, um, can't pallet. They had some other big questions, too. Um, I think they raised some questions about strategic planning and personnel. Is there anything you want to share here that, that you shared with the students? Absolutely. The, the personnel question was hot on their mind as well. Um, one of our uh, beloved teachers, uh, Mr. Brian Palandry, had um, resigned just the week before. And so there was a lot of angst amongst uh, the student body about his departure. And I don't ever want to speak about a faculty member individually or uh, it's just not proper to do that. But I did I did have the opportunity to explain to them in general how hiring goes for personnel. Um, I did explain to the student body that in the fall I had to have some tough conversations with a handful of faculty to tell them that as we looked at their course schedule and the entire course schedule for next school year, I had to tell a handful of people that I don't have a spot for them next school year. I told them that in the fall out of respect to give them plenty of time to seek other employment and hopes that they would stick around TMI for the remainder of the school year. And uh, Mr. Plandry found a wonderful opportunity back in his home state to take advantage of immediately. And he jumped on that opportunity. I'm so happy for him that he found that spot. But I was able to squash the perception that um, that that faculty are leaving because I fired them. Uh, that was one of the questions the students asked. Why did you fire this person or that person? And uh, and the reality is we don't we haven't fired anybody on the faculty. Um, uh, we've had some tough conversations. And then I was able to talk about why we have to have those tough conversations. And the reason is because I owe it to our families to be good stewards of the gifts that we've been given. I explained to them that their parents work for businesses or own businesses or a part of businesses that have to look at their budget and make tough decisions. And there's some really, really exciting things happening at TMI. We're hiring a, a full-time learning specialist, a second college counselor, expanding our innovation and design program. There's so many great strategic initiatives coming, and those initiatives come at a cost. And if we're going to continue to make those decisions going forward that are exciting and in the best interest of students, the community needs us to be good stewards of our expenses, good, um, make good decisions about our expenses. And if I have faculty who teach a smaller load and I can redistribute their course load to other classes and keep the integrity of that class and continue to deliver on our high academic standards, then, then the community needs me to do that. And I was very um, honest with them, again, transparent, that those decisions are brutal for me. I don't ever like mm -hmm. to tell somebody that I don't have a spot for them next year. But um, keeping the entire community in my heart and in my mind, um, I owe it to this community to make tough decisions. And I really think the students valued me just standing up there and being mm -hmm. honest with them. I don't know that anybody has ever just laid it out there for them like that. And so it was, uh, those were some really tough questions. I didn't even get to all the questions they asked and um, have found ways to try and address the rest of their questions. But just to be honest and transparent and, and say, um, to tell our community, especially regarding personnel. I was very um, honest when I said, if there's a faculty member who used to be here and is no longer here and that breaks your heart, it breaks my heart. I do not, um, I, I feel sad for, for students that have a connection to a faculty and that faculty member leaves. And so I just wanted to honor their, 
their grief, honor their sadness, and um, and then also help them see how those very tough decisions are part of really exciting initiatives and have to be done and are never fun, but really um, are necessary to continue to move us forward into the school we need to be. Well, and as part of those conversations, as you were talking about budget and looking ahead and moving forward, you mentioned a little bit about the strategic planning and just some of the processes that would be going forward, but do you have any more of an update from what you were able to share then with the students versus what we're looking ahead now? Sure. So the Board of Governors has created what they call a strategy committee to work with the administration, work with me to help develop um, some major recommendations for capital campaign projects, for capital improvements on our campus. And so I presented to the strategy committee after almost a year of committee work with over 60 faculty involved in small group conversations, I was able to present back to the strategy committee a recommendation for um, potential new capital projects. And the first one that I introduced to them is the possibility of an innovation and design space, a, a, a building that would serve as a lab, robotic space, four to six, maybe even six to eight new classrooms. And um, at the board meeting last week, the Board of Governors approved this project as being consistent with the strategic plan. And then they handed that project back to me, and I have a timeline to present back to the board um, some recommendations and some findings around uh, more of the unanswered questions about uh, a potential building. But that's really exciting because now we're starting to look at an innovation and design building. Robotics currently is part of IND, but innovation and design is much broader than just coding or robotics. It's really, um, we believe that we, TMI, are the regional leader in the conversations around innovation and design. We're adding coding to sixth grade next year, IND classes to seventh grade next year, and IND track for eighth grade next year, innovation and design courses uh, for ninth through twelfth grade next year. We believe that we are the regional leader in innovation and design, and um, the only thing that keeps us from really maintaining our lead in this region is our space. We don't have the adequate space to host these um, classes and these programs, a makerspace, um, other labs, places for entrepreneurship or other courses that would help really keep our um, regional lead on this conversation in the education business. And so adding a building really covers a lot of ground for us and helps us maintain who we are as a school that's raising up students who are curious and lifelong learners and um, problem solvers and critical thinkers. Those are all what IND programs help create. Mm -hmm. And so as we look at opportunities to um, put a shovel in the ground, we believe that exploring this type of a building will really be advantageous to our entire community moving forward. Very exciting looking ahead. And before we completely leave the topic of the Forum Friday, I do want to I do want to ask, I do want to point out first that we will, I'll put the link to the YouTube since we do the live YouTube streams on our TMI channel. I'll put the link there so that our families can go and watch it if they missed it. But what kind of feedback did you get from the kids on this? So a lot of students have asked me, when are we doing it again? Mm -hmm. and, and I've even asked some of them, oh, did you have a question that wasn't answered? And um, I visited with a student just this morning who said, no, I just really enjoyed hearing you talk about the vision of the school and everything um, that's going on around here. And so a lot of really, really, really great feedback. Um, I even doubled down on that offer because 
Um, I did not get to all 190-something <laughs> questions, 180-something questions. I didn't get to them all. So I offered the community and invited them every Wednesday that I am on campus. There's only two Wednesdays I think I'm out of town mm-hmm. the rest of this semester. Every Wednesday I will stand out in the amphitheater from noon to one and answer any question any student has. Again, why am I doing this? Community matters to me. People's perspective matters to me. Um, false narratives are a stumbling block unto community. So if I can stand out and answer a few questions and admit when I don't have the answer and answer a question when I do have the answer, I'm happy to do that. And so, um, Are they taking you up on that yet? You know, what's interesting is, so the, the, the Forum Friday was Friday a week ago, mm-hmm. um, and I made the comment in passing amongst, you know, 40, 35 minutes of comments, I'll be out there every Wednesday at 1. And I didn't... I didn't make it to chapel last Wednesday morning. I was stuck in a meeting. So I had planned on, during announcements, reminding the student body that it was Wednesday and I would follow through on my promise, but I didn't get to do that. Well, the swim team left on Wednesday for state competition and they were leaving at noon. And so I ran down to the uh, natatorium to wish the swim team mm-hmm. goodbye. And um, the swim team said, Father Scott, what are you doing here? It's it's noon. You're supposed to be in the <laughs> amphitheater. And they remembered. I mean, they truly remembered that I had promised that. And uh, so I quickly told the swim team goodbye, said a prayer with them, sent them on their way, which they did awesome, by the way, mm-hmm. and uh, came back to the amphitheater and had a handful of students um, who wanted to visit. Now, most of them wanted to visit about what did I have for lunch and what's my favorite sport and <laughs> mm-hmm. just visit. But that's great too. It's fantastic. Um, so I'll continue to do that every week and in, in, in hopes of uh, providing students a chance to get something off their, their mind or just visit if they want to do that. Fantastic. What a fresh perspective and just a, a great thing to implement. And along those same lines, we actually have a new program for our parents, kind of similar to the Forum Friday. So we've got a couple of new events coming up that we definitely want to highlight and talk about now. We sent an email earlier this week, so hopefully our parents got a chance to see that. But we are introducing the Walk and Talk with Father Scott. So tell us a little bit about what that is. So I finished that Forum Friday, and I got to thinking, man, I wish I could do this for the parents. I wish I could bring the parents in, because I also realized that if these questions are on the hearts of our students, some of them were really, really deep, tough questions. I'm assuming the story I'm telling myself, not trying to create a false narrative, but my assumption is that perhaps these are conversations that are ha- happening at home. I wonder if these students are having are having conversations with their parents about TMI strategic plan or personnel issues or tuition issues or funding of athletic programs. And if those concerns are on our students' hearts, then I'm betting many of them are on our parents' hearts. And so I got to thinking, how can I do a similar deal for um, for parents? I also got to thinking I, I, I'm not a fan of sitting in a, in a room and uh, I, I like walking. I like being mm-hmm. outside. I like showing off our student body. And so I thought, I wonder if I could find a way for inviting parents on campus and then let's walk around and let's look at stuff. Let's see what our student body looks like. And let's see what happens on a daily basis around here. And then ask, uh, answer questions in real time, share exciting initiatives that are coming from the strategic plan, answer any questions parents have, and just walk and talk. Mm-hmm. And so that was literally... Um, what we were calling the event, Walk and Talk. (laughs) Walk and Talk with Father Scott. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And we're going to have two opportunities for families to do that. So 
The link to the RSVP is going to be, we have the events on the school calendar, so the link to the RSVP form will be in there. But your first one is going to be next week on Tuesday in the evening from 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. And then the next one is going to be in the morning, Wednesday, February 20th, from 8 a.m. till 9 a.m. Wanted to give families an opportunity. I know some families can't make it to uh, daytime events for work reasons, and some can't make it to evening for schedule reasons. So giving people two options. And of course, I will, uh, as I hope our community knows, if you can't make it to any either of those events and you have some questions that you uh, want answered, even if it's what's my favorite toothpaste, mm-hmm. um, please know that my door is open and my um, phone is open and I always welcome conversations with our community. So along with that email, we sent out a big save the date, which was our head of school spring social, which is coming up on March 27th. Do you want to talk a little bit about what that event is going to be? I would love to. So we had the the fall social, the head of school social at the Dominion Country Club, and that was more of a state of the school address. Not a lot of time for Q&A, just really me sharing some facts and figures and initiatives and objectives with the school community. And there's always been, that's our second year that we've done that, great feedback. But I got to thinking once a year is not enough time to do an event like that. And so having a spring social, it'll come after the Board of Governors offsite um, board retreat, which I'll have some more information about our strategic plan and some of the initiatives that we're looking at. I also will, um, God willing, have an associate head of school named by then. So lots of new initiatives coming. I thought, I don't want to wait until, I'm too excited. I'm, I'm too excited <laughs> about what, what's coming down the pipe to wait till next August to share with our community. Let's, let's get everybody on board now. And so having a spring social here on campus sometime in the spring to me felt like the right thing to do to build on the excitement and again, be um, transparent with our community about some really wonderful initiatives coming our way. Definitely be an event not to miss. And that'll be in the evening, 6 p.m., and we'll have more information about RSVPs later coming up. So more details to come on that. Save the date for now, though, March 27th. Well, as we wrap up another PadreCast episode, tell me, Father Scott, what was the highlight of the last couple weeks for you? I would have to say just last week I had the wonderful opportunity to be a part of an admissions committee for um, some great scholarships. We have the Alkek Scholarship and the Gresham Scholarship. Those are those three scholarships are for uh, ninth graders, four-year tuition-free scholarships generously given to us by the Alkek Foundation and the Gresham Family Trust. Uh, so I got to meet 16 finalists who are prospective ninth graders for next year, and it gave us a sneak peek into the student body for next year already. And these 16 young men and women were so impressive. They, uh, their talents, their, their, who they are, their character, their diversity, I just loved it. And so um, I know it's only February and we have a lot to do this school year, but the admissions office is already cranking up, getting ready for next school year. And anytime I get a sneak peek of wonderful new students to add to our community, it really excites me. Already excited for what lies ahead. Always always treasuring what we have right Mm -hmm. now, but always looking ahead. That's what we have to do. What words of wisdom do you want to leave us with this episode? As we think about Valentine's Day around the corner, I think I just want to remind everybody of our value to build on a culture of love. We say at TMI, we're crazy about kids. We're curious about their lives, and we're building all of this on a culture of love. 
And so um, I, I just want to remind people that love is a powerful thing. It's, uh, in fact, love is the only thing that's ever really changed the world. And so mm-hmm. would just challenge you to, to s- tell people you, that you love them more often, to spend time with those you love. We spend so much time doing things that bring us more stress than joy and spending time with people that bring us down rather than build us up. And if we can, if we can invest in the ones that love us and we love, if we can um, give back to those who are so close to us, I know that often um, it's our family and our tight circle that we neglect the most. And uh, in in the Valentine spirit, let's let's love on those who are dearest to us, and and let's live that love out. Great words, and you set up my next question perfectly for our get to know the headmaster, head of school question to close out this episode. Since it is Valentine's Day, do you have any special traditions for this holiday? The, people are going to think I'm such a buzzkill, but um, <laughs> but you don't celebrate it. <laughs> it's not that I don't celebrate it. My 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 wife and I have an agreement that events like Valentine's Day or uh, Halloween or events like that, or I mean, of course, I will tell my wife Happy Valentine's <laughs> Day. Of course, I will uh, try and um, and do something special for dinner, or we will spend some time. But I really, I, I'm not taking away from the spirit of Valentine's <laughs> for those who absolutely love the event. But I hope, in the spirit of the love of Valentine's Day, I hope I'm telling my wife I love her every day. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm modeling that every day. I think Valentine's Day is a great day to remind us uh, to to take care of those we love. But I hope that I'm doing something every day to show those that I love the most that they're important to me. So you celebrate I, a whole year of Valentine's Day. I know that's Day's a non-answer. I know it's weak. <laughs> I get it. I, I'll take the criticism for it. So. <laughs> I think it's wonderful. There should be love every day. It's I guess so my tradition is good. to, uh, before coming to TMI, was to go to the, the kindergarten um, classrooms for Valentine's party and look for Chick-fil-A nuggets. Is that... <laughs> Is that a special tradition? It could be. We could start that here. Do you want to do that here? Sure, of course. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, thank you for sharing. And if any of our listeners want to send in a get-to-know-you question for Father Scott or would just like to share your feedback and comments, email us at padrecast at tmi-sa.org. Well, Father Scott, that wraps up another PadreCast episode. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Stephanie. I really appreciate the time. Thank you for listening to TMI's PantherCast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave us a review on iTunes or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We'd love to hear your feedback and show ideas, so leave us a comment, email, or connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter using at TMI Episcopal. For more news, ways to connect, and to learn about upcoming events on campus, visit our website at www.tmi-sa.org.